Hey, 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 what's up everybody and welcome to the Reveal It Rob show. I'm of course your host, Reveal It Rob, coming at you after the spectacular weekend that was Hall- Halloween weekend, baby. Hope everybody out there had a safe and enjoyable time with Halloween, be it trick-or-treating or be it staying at home watching horror movies or staying at home watching whatever you were watching. But nonetheless, hope everybody out there is doing great and ready to go through this twisted thing I like to call the Reveal It Rob show. Uh, before we jump into all the movie news, twisting and turning around every kind of genre we can get to, and uh, before we get to the review for this episode, I'm going to go ahead and talk about some stuff that's been going on with me. Uh, obviously, over the weekend, I met Pennywise. That was awesome. But uh, other than that, on Halloween, I ended up doing something completely different than what I normally do. Typically on Halloween, um, if I'm not out trick-or-treating with my uh, nieces and nephews, I will uh, watch horror movies all day. Which is a good way to do things, of course, obviously. But um, what I ended up doing this weekend, completely different, I watched one horror movie. I made sure that I got my favorite horror movie and my favorite Halloween movie in, Rob Zombie's Halloween film. If you want to know why I love that movie so much, I recorded an earlier episode of this show uh, explaining that. I believe it was episode 10, explaining my love and uh, reasoning why I love uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. So I watched that movie and then the rest of the day I decided to do something completely different. And watch Halloween Havoc stuff uh, on the WWE Network. Halloween Havoc, of course, being a classic WCW pay-per-view event, which was just recently reincarnated as an NXT event on uh, the USA Network. And that's what I did. I started off with the NXT event again, checking that out. And what an awesome event that was. And then I went, uh, they have a Best of Halloween Havoc special on the WWE Network as well that I went through. Over three hours long. It was really cool to watch all that. And to really take all that in, because I grew up as a WWF, World Wrestling Federation, and then, of course, obviously, WWE fan. Um, same company that had changed your name for uh, World Wildlife Fund, which is still wild to me. WWE's got a bad lawyer is what I'm trying to get at. But um, nonetheless, I, I checked. it was fun to check out because I didn't grow up watching WCW, so all this stuff is like fresh new to me, obviously, except for the Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero match, which is one of the greatest matches in wrestling history, um, not just WCW history, but like wrestling history in general. But um, the rest of the matches are stuff I've never seen before, and it was really cool to uh, inject that and take it in and watch all of it. It was really cool to do. So definitely something I'm thinking about, making a tradition going forward, checking out like classic Halloween Havoc events uh, throughout the day. Uh, do Rob Zombie's Halloween and then jump into classic Halloween Havoc events and just have fun there. Um, other than that, didn't do much over the weekend. But uh, something happened over the weekend that was very special and fits with this show. Uh, in the bio of this show, I said that I will talk about Halloween Horror Nights at Universal's Orlando's uh, special event. And uh, that, like like I mentioned earlier, spooky season coming to an end doesn't just mean uh, Halloween, hor- um, Halloween. It means Halloween Horror Nights as well, which is the event that normally is held at Universal Studios uh, all over the globe. And is an event that I highly love and enjoy and always, like, it's a go-to Thing I have to do every year. That's my favorite thing in the world to do is go down to Halloween Horror Nights and have a blast. And um, they opened up Beetlejuice House this weekend, man. So before we jump into that, it looked like there wasn't going to be a Halloween Horror Nights event this year. And uh, there wasn't, obviously, because of what's going on in the world. So didn't look like there was going to be a chance of any um, living that love I have going to the uh, haunted houses down in Universal. But thankfully, the week uh, I... Ended up picking to go to Universal. Ended up being the test weekend for a couple of houses to see if they can run the event. And thankfully I got to do uh, Bride of Frankenstein Lives House and Tooth Fairy's Revenge House. 
two absolutely amazing, incredible houses. And to be able to experience that, that this year when I didn't know there was going to be a chance to do that was awesome. I'm very happy to get to do that. Unfortunately, with the Beetlejuice house opening over this weekend, I was not feasible for me to do. So unfortunately, I missed that. And tell you, over the weekend, I saw people posting about it all weekend on Twitter and just having a blast with the house and all that. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, man, I'm missing it. And people just saying it's one of the greatest houses in the world. And, you know, it's that new walking through a house thing. So, but um, that FOMO, I guess I've never really had that before, but I guess I had some of it this weekend. I put on the Beetlejuice shirt I got during my week that I was down at Halloween or Halloween event, I guess, or Halloween light as people are calling it. But um, I wore the Beetlejuice shirt all day and just acted like I was there at my Stranger Things Universal Cup and was drinking out of that all day. But, you know, nonetheless, the fact that I wasn't able to be there sucked. But, you know, it's the way things work. I'll be at Halloween or nice next year. I'm super happy for all the people that got to experience that house and got to experience that event and got to take that house in. As far as if the house will be at Halloween or nice next year, kind of conflicting information, uh, licensing deals and all that stuff that went on. So... Um, I would, I, one of the reasons I think it won't be there next year is because they sporadically opened it this weekend with two days out of nowhere, you know, but apparently there's like an Easter egg in the house saying that we'll see you in 365 days or something like that. So kind of a little Easter egg that maybe they will be there next year. Who knows? Um, hopefully it is. So I'll get the chance to experience it. If not, you know, there's other houses I've missed and life goes on, you know, um, but nonetheless, all the people got to enjoy the Beetlejuice house. Congratulations. Hope you had a great time and loved it. By all intents and purposes, it seems like people have absolutely enjoyed the house, so that is awesome. Um, and thank you so much to Universal, and thank you so much Spooky Season for being awesome. And I had a great time this Spooky Season, whether it was regular or not. Still had a great time, and I can't wait for next year's Halloween Horror Nights with my buddies. Speaking of my buddies, uh, Haunters Podcast, they were able to make it down for the Beetlejuice House. Be sure to check out their show for a full review of... Beetlejuice house, uh, their trip down there, and I think they're doing a whole review of the event overall, so definitely check out Haunter's Podcast. If I'm wrong about any of that, don't worry about it, because Haunter's Podcast is one of the best things going in the world today as far as podcasts. Make sure you check them out. All right, so now that we got all that in, uh, let's jump into the news, shall we? I guess news would be a good thing to go ahead and jump into on this uh, show. So, not a lot of news has come out, but there's some definitely some news out there that caught my uh, caught my eye, and I want to talk about with everybody. Starting it off with some uh, remake news coming from Jordan Peele once again. Obviously, if you remember, Jordan Peele has obviously uh, he has a comedic background with uh, Key and Peele, obviously, but he's been in the horror realm with Get Out and Us, two very very good films, and uh, he's recently working on the remake to Candyman that is coming very soon. Which will be what it will be, obviously. I'm not uh, entirely overly excited about the film. I've been on record saying I don't know how I really feel about that movie right now. I'm not overly anticipating it. But uh, obviously, as I've mentioned multiple times on the show, I cannot fully judge a movie without seeing it. So I will definitely see it at some point in time. It's just not on my to-do list. But long way of getting to the latest news out of the uh, Jordan Peele camp. And that is that he is de um, teaming up with Universal to remake a classic Wes Craven film. Um, it's also going to tie into Halloween Horror Nights. Jordan Peele is teaming up with Universal to do a remake of the film The People Under the Stairs. Now, it is not known if Peele will be directing the film or if he'll even be writing the film, but he will help produce the 1991 film, which uh, saw two adults and a juvenile break into a house uh, occupied by a brother and sister and their stolen children. 
there they must fight for their lives. Uh, I mentioned Halloween Horror Nights. This was one of the first IP houses ever at uh, Halloween Horror Nights in uh, 1992, I believe. I could be talking out of school there, but yeah, the people understand classic Wes Craven film, a film that I did buy on DVD, still have not watched, so that will definitely be a review episode. Um, maybe next week I'll check that out. But um, yeah, nineteen ninety two for the people under the stairs when it was at Halloween Horror Nights. First time it was actually called Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, the first year's event was called Fright Nights. Nonetheless, um, very cool, man. I'm interested in seeing how this goes. I think Jordan Peele will do a great job with it. The uh, the story was definitely up his alley as far as based on kind of Get Out and Us. I think he'll be able to jump into this film very well and do some good things with it. Like I mentioned before, I really enjoy Get Out and Us. I think they are two really strong really strong films. Um, mentioning Halloween Horror Nights, I, I don't know when this film will be coming out, but uh, maybe this could be a house again at Halloween Horror Nights. I think it would be great. Um, Jordan Peele's Us was a house at HHN 29, um, and it was a great house. Was it 29? might have been 28. I might be wrong. I don't freaking know. But nonetheless, uh, Us was a fantastic house. Loved that house. Um, had a great time with it. I was skeptical at first, but went through the house and had a freaking blast with it. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be seeing the people under the stairs return to Halloween Horror Nights in the future with the remake as the centerfold. All right, up next in news, we've got a we got some more horror news in the form of the film from 2019 called Orphan. Fantastic movie. This is a movie I came across out of nowhere. Uh, Walmart does these $5 horror film things, and I saw the cover. I'm like, that looks interesting. Then I read what the movie is about. I'm like, yes, give me that. Fantastic movie. Loved it. Had a great time with it. Um, they're doing a they're doing another film. Uh, pretty much, what is that, 11 years later, they're going to start working on another film, which is said to be a prequel to the 2009 film. And we got news today that the star of the 2009 film, Isabelle Furman, is returning to the role of uh, the orphan child. <laughs> um, she is returning, which is really why... I don't know why I freaking struggled so hard just then. I was trying to remember her name, Esther. Um, Isabella is returning in the role of Esther, which is going to be very interesting because she's now, I believe, what, 22, 23 years old. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with, um, film, uh, with film technology these days. They'll probably shoot it in a way that... Um, there's a certain way you can hold the camera and shoot films as well to make it look make it look the way you're trying to get it to look. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think they'll definitely do some uh, film tricks and make it work out very well. But that first Orphan film, man, if you haven't seen that, check it out. I highly recommend that one. That was a That's a good one. Fantastic film all the way through. And also in casting news for that film, Julia Stiles has joined uh, the film as well. The last thing I saw Julia Stiles in was... Othello, maybe. I haven't seen her in something in a long time. Um, so that's really cool to know that I honestly thought she stopped acting. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe she did for a while. Maybe she's come back. But good on her. She's in this film. I believe um, she's in that J-Lo film that recently came out as well. Don't take my word on that, but I think she was in that. But nonetheless, last thing I saw Julia Stiles in, she was good in. And she's a, she's a talented actress. Ten Things I Hate About You. Come on. Uh, but nonetheless, Orphan has a prequel coming, and I will be excited for that, actually, because the first Orphan film was awesome. You got the original original Esther coming back for the film as well. Can't wait to see how that goes. Um, even more horror news, and this is pretty awesome news. Patrick Wilson, fantastic actor. You know him from the Insidious franchise. You know him from the Conjuring franchise. You know him as Aquaman's stepbrother. 
Um, he is returning to the Insidious franchise, and this time he's returning as the director of the franchise. Uh, Insidious Chapter 5 will be coming, and we'll pick up from the Lambert's years, which was uh, the focus of Insidious 1 and Insidious Chapter 2. So Insidious Chapter 5 is going to be a direct sequel directed by Patrick Wilson, starring Patrick Wilson, I believe. So... That is awesome news. I love me some Patrick Wilson. Great actor. Talked about it on the uh, In the Tall Grass episode. I uh, watched that show because I saw Patrick Wilson was in it. I was interested, but once I saw Patrick Wilson, I'm like, heck yeah, give me that freaking guy in a movie because he's so awesome. So definitely checking it out. I have um, mixed feelings about the Insidious franchise. I think Chapter 3 is probably my favorite of the films. Um, Last Key, which was Chapter 4, not the best. And I don't remember it all that well. The only thing I remember is the whole um, key neck gag thing where, you know, the uh, the ghost... And it was in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. Um, the, the the ghost, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, um, put his hand in the shape of, like, a skeleton key in the girl's throat and turned it to where her scream went, like, silent. So he's still screaming, but you couldn't hear anything. Freaking... That was pretty wicked, man. And Sidious has got some cool stuff with the further and all that, so... I'm down for it, man. This should be an interesting film, and, um, you know, it might be due for an Insidious rewatch pretty soon. All right, and the last bit of news is twisting of the video game world into the big screen or little screen world. Uh, if you remember on an earlier episode, I talked about a sequel to the Tomb Raider film, the most recent Tomb Raider film starring Alicia Vikander. I believe that's how her name. I probably missed her name. I know her last name is Vikander, so we're sticking with that. Um... <laughs> That was, which I thought was a good movie, and talked about the possibility of Tomb Raider 2 and not really knowing where it's going. Well, right now we definitely have no idea where it's going, as there's no filming going on, and there's no production dates in sight. And now MGM has pulled the release date from its calendar altogether. So, Tomb Raider 2 very much in limbo at the moment, it seems, which is crazy, because like I mentioned, I like that other Tomb Raider movie. And, um... I thought a sequel would be good, so it's interesting. Hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll get another one out there. And that's just on hold right now as everything in the, the entertainment world, especially the movie world, is trying to figure out where they're going and all that. Uh, speaking on that, uh, the Batman is going to be returning to shooting on the 5th of November. So, movie productions are still going on. Right now, it's just unknown why Tomb Raider 2 has entered a state of not knowing what's going to happen with it. And final bit of news, this is, like I said, not a lot of news out there. Just grabbed what I could find. Um, Assassin's Creed, if you know that video game series, is very well beloved. Has a very good fan base. Uh, the movie, though, did not have a good fan base as the movie did not do so well. So it looks like the creators of Assassin's Creed are taking another swing at it and going to the television route, the streaming route, with uh, teaming up with Netflix to develop a live-action series based on the Assassin's Creed franchise. Now, it is unknown what game they're going to be basing this franchise off of. I know there's at least 1,500 of these games. <laughs> Maybe a slight exaggeration there. Maybe they'll do the pirate one. Who knows? I, I don't know. I didn't follow the Assassin's Creed franchise. I tried to play the game and was extremely bored with it. And yeah, the movie I was even more bored with. So... Sorry to say it, for you Assassin's Creed fans, that is good news for you that you have something coming of your favorite franchise. Hopefully they'll uh, live up to your expectations and your, and your love of the franchise. Netflix is doing some great stuff over there, so give it to them, man. Maybe they can uh, deliver something good for you Assassin's Creed people. For me, 
not a big fan of the franchise, so I don't know how I feel about the show. Obviously, I will check it out, uh, at least the first episode, and then, you know, gather my opinions from there and obviously talk about it on a later episode of this very show you're listening to right now. Speaking of this very show, it is time to take a break before I come back with this week's review. Hang tight and be right back. Do you like to go to Halloween Horror Nights? Do you yourself like Hollow Scream, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and other scary things? Or maybe on the weekend you like to summon a ghost or go find yourself a demon. If you do, then this is the podcast for you. Haunters! You can follow us every Wednesday on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Haunters Pod. Where we're ready, ready to haunt you. Ah, oh, wonderful. It comes off kind of creepy. We're keeping it! Welcome back to the show, everybody, and that was a clip from the film Bernie, starring Jack Black, Matthew McConaughey, and Shirley MacLaine. The film came out in 2012, sitting at a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb and an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, so a pretty fairly um, positive score for this film. So... 
how I got to this film is I did with that thing that I think a lot of people kind of do when they're trying to find something to watch. Just going through the, the uh, streaming service and just mindlessly thumbing and trying to find uh, something to watch, right? And I came across came across the film Bernie. And I remember this is a film I wanted to see a long time ago because I love Jack Black. Jack Black's one of my favorite actors. He's on my top ten list of favorite actors, man. And... For some reason, I never got around to watching this movie. I don't know what happened. I don't know why it never happened, but um, I saw it on there. I'm like, heck yeah, I'm going to go ahead and watch this, and this could be the review for this episode. And that's how this show works, by the way. <laughs> you know, I watch the movie before I do the show. I uh, try to keep the film fresh in my head and just because, you know, that's the kind of person I am. But um, nonetheless, the film is about assistant funeral director Bernie Teed, uh, who is one of the most beloved residents in the small Texas town of Carthage. Sunday school teacher, choir member, and a creator of spectacular funerals, Bernie is a friend to everyone, including Marjorie Nugent, a rich but nasty widow who no one else likes. Um, so, apparently this is based on a true story, and I didn't know it. I did not know that this was based on a true story going in, so when I saw that, I was like, really? And then I looked up, and, you know, yeah, there's a lot of uh, truth to this film. As well, uh, the movie has some of the actual people who went through the events in it. The movie actually plays out like um kind of like one of those true crime shows. It's like half it's part movie, you know, obviously with Jack Black and Matthew McConaughey and Shirley MacLaine scenes. And there's parts of the films where it kind of comes off like documentary or true crime style where they're interviewing people about uh Bernie and um Marjorie and things of that nature and actually the interesting thing is while some of those are actors some of them are actually the real townsfolk of Carthage who went through the the whole events and have their own you know of course insight and everything so which I thought was really cool and a great idea from um Richard Linklater who was the director of this film obviously cla many classic films that have come from Richard Linklater two of my favorite Days and Confused and School of Rock which of course both of those films starred, who Matthew McConaughey and Jack Black, who are both in this film. Um, overall, my feeling with the movie, I enjoyed it. I was actually compelled from start to finish. I thought um, when it starts off, uh, that scene, that audio clip you heard just then, that is pretty much the start of the film. Um, not the very beginning of the film, but close enough to it. And it's just, the, the film has so many different feels to it. It is a comedy-slash-crime film, but it's also got documentary to it. It's also got some... Uh, musical aspects to it as well. Jack Black does a fantastic job throughout this movie. He um he puts on a Texas accent, which I believe is the accent that is in that town. Saw some people talking about uh, he did a great job of doing that accent and seeing some interviews of the real life uh Bernie. Yeah, he uh he nailed it. Jack Black, I don't I think Jack Black doesn't get enough credit for how talented the dude really is. And I'm not just saying that out of bias. The dude is extremely talented in this movie. He just shows it because he plays so many different ranges from, you know, calm to angry to comedy to showman, man. There's um, singing. Heard some of in that audio clip. He sings multiple times in this film. We all know Jack Black as the singer for Tenacious D. But, you know, he's singing different style of music and he's singing gospel music in this movie. And he sounds great, man. And with that, there's some uh, numbers where he's dancing around a little bit and everything because... As I just read, he is a showman and puts on uh, some choir shows and all that stuff. So Jack Black knocks it out of the park in this movie. And honestly, it's like one of those movies where I think he deserved 
to get an award for uh, his performance because he is fantastic. Matthew McConaughey doing his Matthew McConaughey thing. If you've seen a Matthew McConaughey movie, you know what you're getting with him. And that's no knock on Matthew. He's a he's a talented dude, and he's always he's always uh, pretty captivating when you see him on screen. You know, so he was good, and Shirley MacLaine was good in the movie as well. Overall, man, I really like this movie. I think it's definitely worth a watch. It is on. It's free on a lot of services. If you get the chance to check it out, it is on a lot of the streaming services. Don't know if it's on Netflix. It's not what I watched it on. But um, you can definitely always hit the Google and there's a watch option to see what things it is available on. Actually, I can hit that myself right now. Uh, it's on YouTube for free. Tubi, Pluto, Voodoo, Crackle, Amazon Prime. All of those for free. Um, and definitely give it a check out, man. It's actually a very compelling uh, story. It's an interesting story. I actually want to check out the real life thing and see what's going on and um, see how everything has turned out since what went on. But it's it's definitely one of those movies where there's a lot of stuff going on that you got to kind of. It's like it's not it's not one of those movies where it's a lot of stuff that's going on. It's like confusing. It's just a lot of stuff going on. It's like this is really cool. Like I said, it plays out like one of those. ID channel shows or one of those, you know, freaking true crime shows or all that stuff, Dateline, NBC kind of stuff. It plays off kind of like that, but, you know, obviously has, has his movies aspects. You know, there's parts of it where I'm like, I guess this is really good. There's parts that I really laughed. I had, I had a couple good laughs in the movie. And it's parts where I'm like, holy freaking crap, man. Jack Black is a talented dude. So definitely check out the movie Bernie is worth your time. It's an interesting story. It's an interesting thing to go on. Uh, you see the sweet, lovable, loving guy going into um, dealing with another person. It's kind of like the whole good versus evil kind of thing at some points in this movie as well. So there's there's some great stuff going on in the movie. And Jack Black's performance alone is, I think, something they should definitely check out. Something he should have definitely been nominated for. And... You know, it's just, it's very interesting. Very interesting to know that this is a true story, not out of the realm of being a true story. Um, it's one of those times where you see based on true story and you watch the movie, I'm like, yeah, I can believe this. Very believable and you find out it is obviously a true story. So definitely take the time to check this movie out. I think a lot of uh, people will enjoy it and I think it's kind of been pushed under the radar. Like I said, Jack Black doesn't get talked about enough about his talent and his abilities to act and sing for that matter. So for his performance alone, definitely check this movie out. And if you're interested in like crime, crime stories, this is a very interesting crime story. I think it's def it's definitely one of those things where you know a good guy gets into a uh, a situation, if you will, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, give it a t give it a watch. It's definitely worth a check out. I give it two very enthusiastic thumbs up and a 100%. Check it out, man. And you can check it out on a lot of those services I just named for free. You know. To see Jack Black's, I'm going to say it again, his, to see his performance for free, do it, man. Worth it. Check out Bernie now, and that's going to be the show. <laughs> you know, I don't even know if I really fully reviewed that movie just then. I'm just like, Jack Black's amazing. The movie itself is really good. The story, like I said, is a compelling story. It's a very interesting story. I was sitting there, captivated the whole time, and not just by Jack Black's performance, by everything that was going on, and seeing how it went from here to here, to there, to there, to there, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't ever skip a beat, doesn't ever mess up, doesn't get ridiculous, it gets, I think there was a moment where I'm like, holy crap, as well in the film, so, got me to laugh, got me to say holy crap, captivated, good story, made me want to look up the true story, interesting concept, interestingly directed, 
greatly directed, great, greatly put together. I mean, what else can I say? Fantastic movie, awesome. Check it out, two very enthusiastic thumbs up, and that's going to end the show, man. Hope all of you enjoyed this week's episode. Hope all of you enjoyed Bernie. Again, nobody ever does this, but let me know how you feel about the film. And I will, of course, be back next week to talk more things with you, be it Insidious, be it uh, The People Under the Stairs, be it something completely random that I come across. I will be back with more news and more reviews, man. But as for this episode, that's it. Hope you enjoyed everything. Hope you enjoyed my Halloween Horror Nights talk. Hope you enjoyed my seasonal talk. Hope you enjoyed being here with me, man. Just got over... Notice this day I tweeted out earlier. I'm over 400 episodes now, man. And that is... That's amazing to think about this journey I've been on with this show, and even more amazing is that I didn't even share my last episode on social media at all, just because I forgot. Again, I'm that kind of person, <laughs> but um, completely forgot to share it, and it got more listens than what I normally share it, which is wild. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to know I've got some diehard fans who are paying attention to this show, and as soon as it comes out... It's getting listened to, and so to all those people who are listening to the show right now, because I know you are, based on last week, thank you so much for your support and your love. It means the world to me. Glad this show's hitting on with people. Hopefully, uh, you can get the show out there to other people, and we can all grow together and grow on this love of movies and everything. But I tried to close the show 15 times already. Thank you so much for joining me this week, and remember that happiness can always be found in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.